Welcome back, everybody, and happy hump day. I'm back from my Walt Disney World trip, so make sure you check out all of our social media over at Mousecapades underscore Nick for our Instagram followers and for our Facebook friends, The Mousecapades Podcast. We've got a great show coming up. We're talking about hump day rumors and news, but first we want you to check out our wonderful friends over at waltexpress.com. I'm checking them out right now, and you can become a Disney expert. It's easy. Simply subscribe, and you'll receive info on deals, tips, and all things Disney. The 2019 dates and Disney deals have just been released, and Walt Express is working hard booking Walt Disney World vacation packages for all of their guests, or as we like to call them, our Ohana. It doesn't take much to book early. It only requires a $200 deposit that is completely 100% refundable up until 31 days before your vacation. You're with great individuals getting the best rates, rooms possible. Become part of their Ohana and contact them today over at waltexpress.com. Click on the contact tab on the upper right hand banner and in the message box, let them know that Nick and Vicky from the Mousecapades podcast sent you and they will sprinkle some of that magic and pixie dust and get you started on the most magical vacation you have ever taken. So go ahead and check them out, waltexpress.com. Also, thank you for all the continued support and email and texts that you send into the show. It really keeps us going and keeps us driving and continuing doing what we do. I want to give a big shout out to Jim and John in Orlando, Ethan in Anaheim, Lee in Cali, Tim in the UK, and Eric in Phoenix. And also, we can't forget our buddy Andrew in Kansas City and the rest of our Ahana here in St. Louis and abroad. We do this show because of people like you and the joy spread worldwide. Mouse Page listeners are truly the best family ever. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax. And get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem. Happy Hump Day and welcome to episode 319 of the Mousecapades Walt Disney World and Disneyland podcast where we discuss all things Disney, including the latest Disney news, weird, strange, and trip planning. We are hosts Nick Iman and Vicky of the Mousecapades podcast and wonderful travel agents and authorized Disney vacation planner and affiliate with Walt Express Travel and WaltExpress.com. Oh, and I almost forgot we have Kaylee Black here as well, but Kaylee, you're going to be leaving us soon, going back to college, right? Yeah, I got about a little over a month. Oh, you still have a month? Yeah, a little when's, bit over a month. When's the day? When do you go back? 
officially it's August 20th, I believe. Oh, geez. So you got a lot of episodes with us then. Yeah. I Well, I'm going back to school. I guess class starts around the 20th. I'm okay. going back about a week before that. So Okay. Yeah, she got plenty. And she's going to go back about a week early so she can get used to being on her own again. Become dependent upon your mom and dad, hey? Yes. Also, just... It's time for me to stress out away from home. I'm actually in the in the environment and be like, let the stress come in. But you'll be coming back just in time to go on your own vacation with your parents, right? Aren't you guys going down to Disney in December? Yes, we are. Well, I guess you'll have a break technically before then, but... Uh, yes, okay. I'll have a couple. Oh, really? Because we get... It's not a fall break like your, like your break is, but we get a Thursday and Friday off. So we have like a long weekend... And then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. So we're pretty lucky to get that many. And I'm going to try to go back down in October as well for the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. I got to convince Aaron to let me go back down for very Merry Christmas as well. So let's kick this off. I have some news for you, and this is coming from Disney Hollywood Studios. And finally, there's permits that have been filed. A new permit filed this past week provided details on where the upcoming Star Wars hotel near Disney Hollywood Studios will be located in relation to Star Wars Galaxy Edge, including how it will be accessed by guests of the hotel. So it looks like there's going to be a bridge going over a canal that's going to connect. Uh, if, I'm re- if I'm looking at this uh, correctly, it looks like there's going to be a bridge going over some sort of waterway connecting the park to Galaxy, or excuse me, the park to the hotel. Well, I know they're going to be connected, so that would be a fun way to do it. So I know that Disney's uh, Grand Californian is connected to California Adventure out in Disneyland. Right. And um, as far as ease for access, it's really nice for the guests just to uh, scan, or not scan their band there, but to just go right into the park and check into the park from the hotel. So guests will be able to do the same thing here at Galaxy Edge. So really interesting. Um, I like the direction Disney went with this park and with, or excuse me, with this hotel, with the entrance to the park. And you're hoping to stay there someday. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm hoping to stay there someday. My last trip, I was talking to uh, an Uber driver who claimed he was also Pluto inside uh, the parks. I thought they're not supposed to say that. Right. I know, right? So, of course, it's an Uber driver just telling you a story, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. But, I mean, he was about the right height. He did tell stories in detail, which led me to believe that maybe he actually is Pluto. I mean, he was talking about kids running up to him and grabbing him and how he broke his ankle one time because a kid ran up and fell on top of his leg and... I don't know. Uh, So it sounded very realistic. He even went on saying that sometimes, I guess it's very uh, stressful for them. So like, you know how we have nightmares about going back to school and stuff like that, teaching? (laughs) He actually said, no, he has nightmares of kids like running up to him and stuff that is that dramatic because it happens on, you know, a daily basis for him. Like just needs a new career. Like coming up and jumping on him and stuff like that. And by the way, listeners, I want to apologize. I just got back from four days of third through fifth grade camp. And that is why I sound like I gargled rocks for breakfast. It sounds like anyway. So as always, listeners, our good friend Lee out in Cali um, added on to some of the stories that Kaylee and I reported on last week. So I wanted to update you on those. He was telling us because Kaylee talked to you about the Incredicoaster and how cool it looked because she watched the YouTube video on it that when you were on the ride and Bob is saying to Jack, Jack, num, num, cookie, num, num, cookie, that they pump in a cookie smell into the ride for people. And then when you get off the ride, you can buy a num, num cookie for the mere price of $5. 
And so he just wanted to add that to the story that he had found that out. And he thought that was pretty cool. And then another thing that I thought was cool, we reported in our history, I think it was, we talked about they used to have date nights at Disneyland in, in the 50s. And he said that his parents used to participate in those uh, Disneyland date nights, which was pretty cool to see that when they were dating each other and they lived about an hour and a half away from the park. So that was a pretty long little drive to go on a date. But pretty cool date, though. No, I know. Well, and the entrance price was way cheaper than it is now. So you could afford to go on a date there for sure. So Tour Story Land, this is very expected. Uh, but they were having capacity issues on opening day, which we all knew would happen. Shocker. I was watching some of the live streams. Um, and this is kind of cool because people were live streaming on YouTube uh, while they were inside the park, waiting to get inside the park. And I had watched it on our 65 inch television and I also put it on my VR goggles as if I was actually in the park which was really neat that's when the experience got really cool that's fun uh, but some people were waiting in line for over 11 to 12 hours but you're gonna say days <laughs> no just to get into Toy Story Land thought that was completely insane and here's some of the qualifiers that will get you into Toy Story Land if you have a VIP tour then you don't have to um, wait in the line for them to verify like yes you can go ahead and go in because so many people exited Toy Story Land so now the next person can go in and that's how people were getting in either you had to have a fast pass and you could go right on you get in right and skip the line go right on in to the land or you had to stand in line and wait for people to leave Toy Story Land which no one was leaving once people were in and even on these live streams yeah they wanted to be there they were they were planting themselves there all day long it was insane so you know i pulled up an article here and some people were waiting like for rides just to get on like slinky dog dash that was over a three hour wait i'm sure insane would you would you wait three hours to no. get on to a ride I, I personally would not i would say i'll hit it up some other time it's right. not worth a three hour wait for me to get on a ride no matter how new it is I would rather take that my experiences that I will have uh, somewhere else but um, it was just insane man uh, Disney did accommodate though people that were waiting so long in line to kind of give them some form of entertainment you know like once you enter the park some things that, that uh, Disney changed up Buzz Lightyear and Woody and Jesse were doing some uh, meeting and greeting guests as they were coming in to the land i guess that wasn't happening at first according to the live streams i didn't see it i i know when you enter toy story land they have a, a, a static of woody mm -hmm. and he talks to you he says you know phrases that are already you know stored you know in, in the static but i mean uh other than that you know they didn't have anyone coming out and greeting but disney accommodated they realized the weight they realized how packed it was they have to do something for these guests and they had some of these characters come out and uh, talk to some of the guests, which I thought, which I thought was good. That was a good move on their part. M as far as mo mobile ordering for Woody's lunchbox, that was not up on day one. I, don't oh, know. I was wondering. It's currently unavailable. We don't know when that's going to make its rounds. Uh, you know, guests were on these live streams and in blogs. I, you know, that I was reading, they were, they're shocked that there are no uh, um, merchandise storefronts. There are just a bunch of kiosks. That you go to to really? buy your merchandise or your merch. They don't have actual stores, merchandise stores in Toy Story Land. So You know, they don't have to, though, because we talked about that cauldron store. I think that was before you left we talked about that, right? Okay. They changed that cauldron store on the corner when you were first coming into um, Hollywood Studios before you turned the corner. They, they turned that oh, into a right, Toy Story. Oh, right, right, right. 
uh, sales store. Merchandise store. So I wish I would have walked in there because there are some Toy Story Land hats that are really cool that I want to get my hands on. I've tried the Park Shops app and I cannot find a Toy Story hat. They're all blue. It's like my Orange Bird hat where it's netted. Yeah. So it's all blue and it has toy, says hat. Toy Story Land. But you know what? Here's a funny thing. My Orange Bird hat, it was... Did you see my post? I could yes, only I find did. them in the girls section. We were laughing, but... I, I don't necessarily think that's just a girl head. I don't I understand did their point. One guy wearing it, though, while I was out there. But Tim Allen couldn't pass up the opportunity to head out to Walt Disney World. And he went out on opening day to Toy Story Land. Now, I didn't see him on the live streams, but he was out there. And there's some videos on YouTube. You can simply you know, type I in I, I Tim it. Allen. Yeah. Right, I watched it as well. It was really cool. And he's riding Slinky Dog Dash and Alien Swirling Saucer on Toy Story Mania as well. So really neat. Too bad... Um, Tom Hanks couldn't head out there too, right? Yeah, I thought that that would have been really Wouldn't cool. Wouldn't that be cool if, if they, they showed up together? Well, it would have been cool if they had a lot of them together. You know, I mean, I know yeah. we, we talked about, uh, Kaylee and I just re-talked about this a little bit. I think you and I talked about it. Just the people that have passed away since that original movie is made. Like two, yeah. And how some of them are not going to be in the, Toy Story 4. The voice of Mr. Potato Head and Sarge. Right. Passed away. Yeah, within the last year, actually, right? So there was a soft opening just, you know, the day before on that Thursday Yes. There was a soft and opening. Some travel agents were lucky oh, enough to go. I know. So our buddy got to go. You know, well, well, um, it was media day, you right. know, for soft opening for media day. Right. And uh, our other buddy, you know, he does a podcast as well. And he got to go and it was really cool. And I got to see all of his pictures. And I was texting him while I was out at uh, Disney World this past week. And so he was talking to me saying, you know, I'll be out there in just a couple of days. Maybe we'll see each other. But uh, he's posted all of his stuff up and uh, he got to go. Um, with a couple travel travel agents as right. well through his company. And even though it seemed like the, Disney invited a lot of people out for media day for that soft opening, it didn't seem packed at all. And so he got to ride on everything multiple times. He got to go on Slinky Dog Dash, I believe, seven, six or seven times in a row. Right. Which is really cool. Well, our friend Adam that used to do the camp with us that we uh, just got back from, he started his own travel agency. And so he was there too. And he was posting pictures of, I don't know if you saw, okay, they lost the name of them. What are the things called that go on the back of your phone um, that you can hold it? Pop socket. Yeah. He got two uh, Toy Story Land pop sockets. Just things that. Oh, were- yeah. So, the, yeah, they, they had those in your room when you checked yep. in. They had the pop sockets and the Andy's toy box. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, so we got to see all those pictures and stuff. And it was weird because it's the first time he was at camp that, that uh, not with us. And so he was calling his friend. Kellen that was still at camp with us and like Kellen was giving us updates about what Adam was doing in Toy Story Land. Okay, so I don't know if you saw this, Nick, or not, but that Disney was removing a pogo track from the Lamplight Lounge playlist. Did you see this from California Adventure? No, it did not. So this past weekend, um, social media went crazy because they were playing this song and I'm trying to see who was the person. It was remixed by Pogo, which the guy's name, his real name is Nick Bertke or Bert. Something like that. It's B-E-R-T-K-E. He played this song and it had some things in it that made it bad over the shooting that happened Remember when you were there a couple years ago. And it says, as The Verge reports earlier this year, a video of Berkey espousing homophobic beliefs surfaced. And among the many offensive statements made by Berkey in the clip, the remixer asserted that the Pulse nightclub shooting, which left 49 people dead, was fantastic. And so this song was being played in this lounge within the California Adventure and nobody, I guess, because I don't know about you, but sometimes when people are rapping, I don't know what they're saying. And I guess it slid by or something. 
and it caused a lot of controversy. So who played this again? Who who was the person's name? Their I guess their remix name is Pogo, but his real name is Nick, Nick Burtke, and it was being played at the Disney's California California Adventure Restaurant Lamplight Lounge. They had it as a background song, and somebody knew what the lyrics were, and they were went and reported it. Oh, but that guy's gone. Oh no, I'm sure, but um. I can't believe, because you know how in our school district, they have to, like, somebody has to have read a book. Right, so every, yeah, everything's approved first. So nobody first. listened to the song at all before they approved it? I don't know, coming from Disney, too. Well, who knows? Maybe they did approve a list, and he went off the beaten path, you know? Maybe so. I don't know, but I thought, how terrible to say. I mean, whether you believe in that or not, you do, <laughs> you don't want people dead. Right. That's just wrong. That is, wow, that... I have no words for that. That That's amazing. I read the article and I had to read it twice because I was just like, who does this stuff? Disney has finally confirmed that uh, Disney Toon Studios will shut down. Disney Toon Studios, it's largely made up of direct-to-consumer movies. And occasionally the studios would release a moderately low-budget film like our, you know, our 2013 Vixter, the, the animated film Planes. The closure of the studio does mean that 75 employees, including animators and staff, will either be laid off or reassigned to a new role at Disney or Pixar. Spokesperson from Disney said, After much consideration, we have made the decision to end production activity and close Disney Toon Studios. I didn't watch much of these B-budgeted cartoons, did you, Vicky? No, I didn't. I mean, Planes was cool to watch it once. I never did watch it a second time. I think they even came out with a second Planes, right? They did. Didn't they? I never even watched that franchise that they started. I never got into it. So, yeah. So, the Disney uh, Disney Toon Studios, that was their job, making these B-budgeted Disney cartoons. So, we'll see We'll see what happens, you know, in the future. They're not going to suffer. They, they are not in danger of being without money. Right. Okay. So, I know we started this, Nick, before you even went away on your sabbatical. And Kaylee and I have been covering this mess the whole time you've been gone between Fox and and Comcast and all this. So it says that the Department of Justice approves Disney's Fox deal with one condition. So while Disney may still have a few hurdles to clear before they can officially take ownership of various 21st century Fox assets, but the major one was just cleared up from the Department of Justice. They granted a deal provision approved. And as deadline reports, the DOJ has approved Disney's $71.3 billion deal with Fox. Now I only, this is not part of the story. This is my opinion to you is Comcast was going to pay them cash. This does not say cash. Wouldn't you think a company would want to do a cash offer? Well, I want to know the definition of cash when it comes to deals like this. I mean, obviously, you're not going to hand over billions of dollars of actual cash, Well, that's what right? Kaylee was asking, but I, that means they have it? I would, I would assume that would be, yeah, money they have at their fingertips right now. Uh, that would be my interpretation. And maybe the rest of it would be in some other type of asset or something. You know? Fox and Bond. I don't know. Who, but... who knows? So they said the DOJ's decision was contingent on Disney divesting the 22 regional sports networks that they'd be requiring from Fox. And that observers had questioned whether the networks would raise concerns given ESPN's prominence. With Disney even offering to sell them if they needed to. Since there are conditions on the approval of the DOJ filed a suit in the U.S. District Court for Southern District of New York to block this proposed acquisition, but also included the proposed settlement. And while this is a major development in Disney's quest to close the deal with Fox, it's still not too late for Comcast to bid again. And I told Kaylee, this is going to be going on forever. So this was the talk while I was out there. I openly, 
where I heard cast members openly talking about this deal, which surprised me that, you know, they're talking about news and politics and openly in front of guests. And it wasn't just at one park. It was multiple parks. I would hear uh, cast members openly talk about this deal. And so it seemed like everyone was talking. I even heard guests talking about it. This is right. a big deal right now. This will be a turning point. Uh, you know, if, if they're allowed, if Disney's allowed to just attain all this, um, they're going to monopolize on, all, on the industry, basically, as far as media goes. It, it's a double-edged sword. It could be a really great thing. Or it could be... Dun-dun-dun! Right. It, who knows? It could be a bad thing. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and speculate what those bad items would be, or good items, but there could be some much good, uh, uh, greater good, or, or some bad items come out of this. But interesting to see, down the road, what does happen. Uh, it's kind of uh, entertaining right now to see the battle going on between the two companies. You know, bidding bidding for this, so it'd be interesting to see down the road. It is crazy. That's what it is. So Disney is celebrating the tenth anniversary of Wally. Can you believe that? That's been a, a wow. That doesn't seem like it's only been ten years. Yeah, it's only ten years. Nate, Joey's been nagging me to watch that whole movie. No, I'm just kidding. Wally is an inquisitive, curious, and patient robot, and he has more purposes than just compacting trash. There's more to him that meets the eye, or at least that's what Joey tells me. Anyway. Um, but Disney's got a bunch of merchandise out there. You didn't happen to see any while you were at Disney World? Not any displays? I really didn't pay attention. I saw some some ears, but that was about it. So another thing um, that Kaylee and I saw while you were out there was they have Tiki Room stuff out because they're celebrating... The Vinyl Pop? Yeah, those things are looked amazing. And some of our friends on Instagram got a set and they look really cool. Oh, okay. We were just... Uh, we figured it would be awesome. I know you... Uh, we didn't see you post anything, but there were some cool t-shirts and stuff out, too, for the Tiki Room. Yeah, they had some pretty cool merch. Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy coming to Disney Hollywood Studios in 2019. A brand new show is coming to Disney Hollywood Studios. It's going to be called Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. According to Catherine Powell, President Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, the Western Region, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy will be an up-close experience with Lightning McQueen, Cruz Ramirez, and Tow Mater. The all-new experience to be located inside Sunset Showcase near the Rock and Roller Coaster will welcome guests to the world of cars and bring them face-to-face with racing legend Lightning McQueen. With help from his friends Mater and Cruz Ramirez, McQueen will showcase some of what he's learned over the years with guests the next generation of rookie racers. Of course, this is Lightning McQueen's, so a few twists and turns are to be expected on the road ahead. I wonder if this is going to be some sort of simulator, Vicky. I don't know. We were hoping that it was, um, but I told Kayla, I know that's not possible because of Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land being built. We were hoping it was going in the place where Lights, Motors, Action went, but I don't think that's a possibility. You would know more of that, right? Because you know where the locations were because you were just there. And I've not been there for a while. Okay, so what they're talking about. So over here, I mean, you have, over in this area, you have Rock and Roller Coaster. You have Tower of Terror. Oh, so it's like over where the dance party was. So, right. So over in that area, it's right to the right. When you enter the park, go down Main Street. Or not oh, Main okay. Street, but so it was a Sunset Boulevard yeah. right there. Um, you have Tower of Terror. Okay. You have Rock and Roller Coaster. It's going to be right next to Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, so it's where they're taking the dance party out. I guess that's what they decided to use that building But I wonder for. what type of racing academy this is going to be. Is it going to be like a simulation of some sort? It would almost have to be. I can't... I don't think there's as much... There isn't many details on this. I guess I'd have to research a little bit more. Uh, the article didn't provide any details. Well, I don't think... 
the article that I read, you had more than I did, so I don't know. I so these just... twists and turns that they're talking about, expected on the road ahead, I wonder what they are. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out on the road ahead, won't we? All right, what else do you got, Vic? So they unveiled the new images for the Mickeys and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Did you get to see any of that while you were there, or that was after you left? No, it people. Was after you left. Nope. Uh, it was after I left, and I saw the articles up on uh, the internet. And when you walk around that park, people still talk about the Great Movie Rise. People still refer to it as the Great Movie Rise because huh? they haven't changed it. It's still the true, same. True. Yeah. But um, I think it's funny because funny but sad. One of the people that I've been talking to about booking that was a ride that she wanted to ride, and I had to break the news that there's no great movie ride. I said, "Where did I hear that from? Did you tell me that already?" Maybe I said it on the show. Did I say it on the show? Already? Yes, I think you did on one of the episodes. I happened to be listening to it in the car, and yeah, I think maybe you said something. She was devastated, and I felt horrible that I had to say that, but it's not there. So it's going to be an immersive ride that's going to take guests into the cartoon world where they become a part of Mickey's adventure and. The attraction takes place as a movie theater that's premiering a new short of Mickey and Minnie. And the film will, of course, have Mickey and Minnie, but they're on a picnic. And they set out for the afternoon and they're driving alongside and their train's being engineered by their friend, Goofy. And thanks to Movie Magic, the guests watching the film will slip into the story and join Goofy on the train for the wacky ride. Excuse me. Some of the cool facts about this ride that they're adding in or whatever is that the Runaway Railway is going to feature a new catchy theme song created especially for that attraction. And um, the teams are helping to create the attraction are currently working with the partners at Disney's television animation studios to keep the characters and their storyline authentic and allow guests to join Mickey and his friends like they never have been able to before. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited to see it. They even had a picture of the train. I cannot show you that, of course, because we are just an audible show. Well, what did it look like? It just looked like the front of a train and then they just put the people in it. And to be honest, it um, I'm just trying to think. No, I saw the train. I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh. Tell us what it looked like. You can tell us what it looks like. I don't have the picture in front of me. You're reading the article. Do you have the picture in front of you? I don't have. No, because I don't, I don't do it on separate things anymore because you made fun of me that my computer was too slow. So I cut, cut, copy and paste all the articles into one document. So negotiations between the Walt Disney Company and the Service Trade Council Union, a group of local unions representing around 38,000 Walt Disney World cast members, has been ongoing for about a year. And we've been reporting on this, Vic. It seems that some headway is being made according to a report by Spectrum News 13. In that report, it states that union leaders believe that they are close to reaching a new contract with the company. Disney announced in January, if you remember, that 125,000 cast members would receive a $1,000 bonus, but later decided it would not include union members in this arrangement. Union members now say that the $1,000 bonus is part of the Walt Disney Company's current proposal. Disney's wish to eliminate overtime on a 6th or 7th day work has also been dropped, according to union leaders. Additionally, the union believe holiday and bereavement pay will be improved in this new contract. Outside of that, specific details of the potential new contract have not been revealed. The unions had proposed a raise to $15 per hour by 2021, but whether this would be part of the agreement or not is unknown right now. Disney's most recent offer would have raised wages to $15 per hour, but seen cuts to benefits such as overtime and holiday pay. Negotiations between Disney and the unions are scheduled through August 24th, so next month. The current contract between the company and the Walt Disney World cast members does not expire until next year. So it's ongoing still. <laughs> it's like, it's just like the Comcast deal. Right, it just keeps going. We're going to be able to report so. on this for the next six months. I still think it's funny, though. you got to admit, it still is funny. Disney offering the $1,000 bonuses and then pulling them right back. 
Of course. That sounds like life. So, they are now having the Alien Pizza Planet at Disneyland. Um, it used to be Red Rocket Pizza Port, but right now when yep. they're doing the Pixar Fest, that's what they've transformed it to. And the person that wrote this article encourages you to go to the Pizza Planet and have this meal called the Supernova Special. He said that when he was ordering it, it looked disgusting, but everybody was ordering it and he didn't want to miss out on the fun. So he ordered it and it had giant pieces of hamburger meat, sliced pickles, and then ketchup and mustard on it. Now, if anybody has a, um, oh, what's the name of that? Pizza Street nearby them. Uh, I think it's a franchise everywhere. If you have a Pizza Street, they make a cheeseburger pizza. I know to me, what he's describing is exactly what it is. And it, it does not look very appetizing, but it is delicious and tastes like a cheeseburger. So he says to get that, it comes with a green apple freeze drink that tastes like a green Jolly Rancher. And, and it comes with a macaroon alien cookie. And so... He said uh, he would definitely recommend that you go and try the Pizza Planet on Pixar Pier. And uh, the food looked pretty good to me. I, I But I've eaten that pizza before and I could see if you're a person like Nick, no offense, <laughs> I just don't think that you would try that pizza because it doesn't look like something that you would want to try. And pizza's pizza. It's supposed to be simple. Keep it simple, people. <laughs> Newest Inside Out lawsuit claims Pixar plagiarized a student's film. And the latest in a series of separate lawsuits filed against Disney Pixar over the film, Canadian producer, I believe I'm saying this correctly, Damon Porshan, is alleging that the idea for the 2015's Inside Out originated with a student film of the same name that he released in 2000. He is seeking compensation for copyright violations in the form of unspecified damages and the addition of his name excuse me the addition of his name to the credits so basically this guy wrote this in his initial script back in 1999 for a college that he attended which is a feeder school for disney and pixar and he's just simply saying hey you know what you infringed on my story so we all know that disney pixar has already been involved in litigation over inside out a recent dismissed lawsuit by child development specialist denise daniels alleged that she had given disney the idea of color-coded emotions when she pitched her show moodsters to them numerous times between 2005 and 2009 we all know where that goes though once you pitch something to it i believe disney still owns the rights of that right we've talked about this in the past right it's just like we're for a company. Right. Just three weeks ago, lawsuits were filed from two separate sources claiming that the idea for the film were taken from their books. <laughs> and uh, it goes on and on to state who wrote the books and stuff like that. So it seems like everybody wants a piece of the pie of Inside Out. Everyone wants a piece of the pie of Disney because it's a big pie. So I wonder how much uh, truth we have to this guy, uh, Damon, who wrote the script for one of Disney's feeder schools up in Canada. Well, I just want to know why it took so long. That movie's been out for a while. You think it would have happened year one, right? Yeah. I think, did he just now come out of a rock or something, from under a rock, and said, hey, I just saw this movie on the shelf. (laughs) It's crazy. Wouldn't Wouldn't he go, hey... It'd be more like, hey, not hey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm in Canada here. Oh, sorry. All right, Reedy Creek Improvement District uh, swindled out of $94,000 by a hacker. This wasn't a, a funny story. Did you hear this one, Vic? What? But the, the hacker that swindled Disney out of $94,000. No, I missed that. Potentially 722000 I missed that. According sure. to the Orlando Sentinel, an employee of Reedy Creek Improvement District was conned by an email phishing scheme that resulted in the loss of 94000 The Reedy Creek Improvement District acts as the governing body 
body for the land of Walt Disney World Resort and all the property it sits on. So back in February, Thieves posted an email acting like a co-worker, uh, specifically a finance employee at the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Using the co-worker's email, they then misled the finance employee into changing the regular bank account used for a legitimate landscaping company to a separate Capital One bank account, which resulted in sending two payments to the thieves. Fortunately, by the time Capital One account had been frozen, it still contained $722,000, which was recovered, leaving Reedy Creek with a total loss of only $93,658. The Reedy Creek Improvement District employee realized that they had been misled when a SunTrust representative called asking to verify that the payments would be going through. SunTrust had been contacted by Capital One when it caught their attention that the names on Reedy Creek's payments and the paid account did not match. Soon after, the landscaping company Brightview was contacted directly and confirmed that they had never changed bank accounts. Oh my gosh. It, this seems like something so simplistic, so simple, and Disney got scammed. You know? So you have, basically have one person posing as a finance guy for Disney. Crazy. Saying, change these accounts for this this crew. Dump the money for these contractors into this account. It seems very simplistic, right? There's too much security now. Because, like, you open an account, you have to and that's show a million thing. things. That is the interesting thing. There are a lot of different procedures, you would think, put in place for this not to happen with some oversight. Something so simplistic. Someone just acting like they're uh, some finance guy in Disney telling other dudes to reroute the money to two separate accounts. That seems very simple. So one thing that I recently found, because I'm a nerd and I just sit on YouTube and I'll watch YouTube videos of Disney uh, news slash rumors all the time, is about an animatronic that was recently added is the new auction scene in Pirates of the Caribbean. The new animatronic that was added was super advanced and there's a lot more movement, obviously, than the old uh, auctioned off woman that is shown but it was speculated that it was just a reused animatronic and that it was not new. And so looking at it, the face looks the exact same as Jane from the great movie ride in the Tarzan scene. And so people were like, oh, well, it's got to be her because the great movie ride shut. Like the timing is all there. They could have redone it. But then there's the fact that that animatronic in the great movie ride didn't move hardly at all. Like she nodded and would turn, but like her body was very, I don't even think she had a full body. She was sitting on an elephant and so people were like well that has to be there's something missing but if you think about the wicked witch scene also in the great movie ride that animatronic was groundbreaking when it first came out because of the range of motion that it has right. so a lot of people are speculating that because of the timing of the great movie ride and everything else they probably made modifications but they used the body of the wicked witch and the face of jane and then they went from there and it built around it. It wouldn't be the it. first time that Disney recycled it animatronics. Isn't. They've done it in Jungle Cruise and Haunted Mansion. Yeah, because they the, the whole video was on that. But I thought it was interesting because that one was the newest one that they had reported on. So I just think it's really interesting that people, even though that segment is so short, they will go back and replay footage of it over and over just to look at it and be like, well, where did this stuff come from? I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm just there to have fun. Yeah, episodes like that are, are super fun. So I don't have any more, Vixter. You said you were out as well? Yes, I am. All right, so, Victor, why don't you take us back? We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. July 4th, 2000, at Walt Disney World, a giant one and a half 
ton, 24 by 13 foot cherry cobbler. That's my dream, by the way, to have a 20 foot foot, 24 foot. No, I'm just kidding. I just love cherry cobbler. That resembles the Star Spangled Banner is dished out to guests. July 5th, 1988, Epcot's Maelstrom at the recently opened Norway at the time opened to the guests. So that means it was only there from 1988 to 2016, because I believe that's when it closed so that they could start uh, reproducing it for a frozen ride. July 6th, 2012, Disney's Phineas and Ferb interactive game opens at Epcot. So that means that is when it ended as Kim Possible, because when you guys were there in 2009, um, you remember that? Into the 2010. Yeah. Yeah. When we were there, then it was Kim Possible. And now it has Phineas and Ferb for six years. No offense, Disney, but I think it's time to do something else because Phineas and Ferb's not even on. I know you guys were singing that on the bus. It's still on. They have reruns, but it's still still but playing. It's not, it's not new, right? It's not something that kids at school talk about like they right. used to. Not anymore. Not like they used to. I'll give you that. So July 7th, I picked this one, 1963, because Kaylee and I have engulfed ourselves in the Sherman Brothers since doing those two episodes. Summer Magic came out. Very nice, by the way. Good episodes. Did you re- listen to them? Mm-hmm. So we just enjoyed the music, too. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so that movie came out, one of the ones that we had talked about, one of the songs that we picked up, Summer Magic, July 7th, 1963. July the 8th, 2013, Old Navy launches a new clothing line featuring Disney's most iconic character, Mickey Mouse. So for five years now, they've been um, they've made a connection with Disney and they've been able to sell t-shirts and stuff that have Mickey and his friends on it. Which I don't think I even realized that that happened. I didn't know about Old Navy, no. I didn't know that either. The all talk, though, down in the parks this past week has been Target's contract, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, somebody uh, stopped me at church the other day to tell me, did I know Target had all this Disney stuff? Because they knew that uh, how crazy I am about Disney. I don't know where they got that from. But anyway. I need to I need to head over there and check it out. I haven't even taken myself over to tar- Target. Because and- you need new stuff for your room. I do. July 9th, 2007, deconstruction of the 50-ton Mickey Mouse arm and wand from Epcot Spaceship Earth. And I know that Chrissy talked about one time when she was on one of our episodes how that it changed it for her and she didn't really care for that or whatever but I, I thought it looked pretty cool and I wasn't even there to see it in real life you didn't ever see that in real life then either Nick did you no I did not but no I've the heard her talk cool I've heard her talk about it and she she didn't like it I just think it's because it, it changed the original for her and I understand that she is an original Florida girl July 10th 1981 and this is the last one I have for this week because that I believe it or not is seven things Disney's animated the Fox and the Hound premieres and I don't know about you guys but I love that movie it's a good one I, I like it the Fox and the Hound I'd like to see it again I don't think I've ever seen it see we need to watch it so you, you can see. remember I'm a hound dog yep and Kurt Russell's in, uh, voice is one of the characters in there as well as Mickey Rooney and Pearl Bailey. Those are three big names. Ooh, I didn't see Corey Feldman either. Well, thanks, Vixter, and thanks, listeners, for listening to the number one podcast that entertains this space between your ears. If you have a question, comment, or want to be a guest on the next show, you can go ahead and contact us at 407-674-0414. Email us, mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to book your next travel vacation through us, you can contact us, travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Hey, girls, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. And pixie dust. Have a magical day, my my friends. friends. You've 
been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.